What's up, ladies and germs? What's going on, everybody? Back at it again. Another episode for you. Happy uh, Monday. Starting your week off right with a pod pod podcast. Uh, hope everybody's doing a okay. Um, I'm like so lost for words right now at this podcast I just had with a phenomenal guy, um, Mr. Kevin Trout, who came on my show. He is a videographer and in film and uh, in photography. Uh, he films for the likes of Angels and Airwaves, uh, amongst other things. <laughs> My favorite band of all time, pretty much. Uh, and a super sweet gentleman talks about Warp Tour and like how he got his start. A fantastic story that is incredible and inspiring. Um, and what he's doing now, as far as like uh, his his day job and and, uh, and and still doing amazing things with filming, um, it was super sweet to have him on. I'm so happy I got to make his acquaintance and uh, and uh, and really understand what it is that he does and and how happy somebody is in, in doing their craft. So anyway. Go check out his stuff. Uh, he uses Instagram mostly at uh, Kmade, K-M-M-A-D-E, if you care to find him. He's got some uh, pretty sweet pictures on there. And, uh, yeah, go check him out. He's a super slow guy. I really enjoyed chit-chatting with him. Um, other than that, not really too, too much going on lately. Just been plugging away, doing some work, and uh, trying to get life back to normal. Fixing my car, which is always fun. <laughs> Hopefully it's going in for its last big thing on Wednesday to get fixed finally. And then I can I can rev my way to fame. Anyway, <laughs> so hope everyone's doing well. Enjoy the podcast. Why are you laughing? You have any tokens for the machine down the street? Welcome to the Why You Laughing Podcast! Greetings, friends. What's going on? Welcome back to the Why You Laughing podcast. I am your host, the sad kid with the glasses that lives down the street, wears a stupid flower hat, and gets to interview some cool people. And right now, we're cracking one open for our uh, <laughs> for our mutual friend and white claw lover. <laughs> but uh, first of all, my guest today, uh, Mr. Kevin Trout, thank you once again for coming on the show. I appreciate it. It's good to see you, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Good. Very good. Uh, you know, we've been talking for... I, we've been talking. I've been pestering you for like the past... I don't even know how long now to, to come and do this thing with me. And it means the world that I get to hang and talk with people like you virtually, you know, and uh, just get to really just go around and, and see how people work. And I, I've always, ever since I saw your work, I've been a fan. I don't usually follow too many photographers, but as soon as I saw your work, I was like, those are some cool shots. And and uh, he really knows what he seems to be doing. How did you get started with all Thanks, this? Thanks, Oh, man. Uh, it's kind of a long story, I guess. Um, I don't know. I can uh, I can give you the short version. and Whatever if... you want, brother. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it all kind of happened, uh, unplanned, uh, I guess you could say, um, 
you know, I've always been into music. Uh, that's probably where it got started. I feel like I'm gonna end up just telling you the long version. So that's cool. if, uh, whatever, <laughs> you can cut whatever out if you need to. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've always been into music and, you know, when I was in high school, um, I just wanted to just start playing it for no reason. I didn't own an instrument or anything like that, but I just wanted for some reason to just start playing music. Um, and so I bought a, a bass guitar and just started teaching myself in my room and just listening to the radio and just playing the songs that were on the radio. I didn't know anything about music outside of what was on the radio at all. Um, and a buddy of mine, I was just randomly over at his house one day uh, and he had a guitar center magazine on his, on his desk uh, in the family room. And I was like, Oh dude, like what do you play something? And he's like, yeah, dude, I play drums. Me and my buddy, he plays guitar. I play drums and we kind of just jam. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I play bass. And he's like, dude, you're in the band. Like, just like that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I'm not that good. And he's like, whatever, man, we just want to like, we just want somebody to play with. And so it, you know, it turned into just garage band stuff, not really even doing covers. It was just like originals from like get go and and all that. Um, And then just you know, I kind of just went back and forth with, with other people meeting different musicians and, you know, some bands were, you know, covers, just here's what's cool right now. And, and some were just originals and it was kind of just all over the place. Um, so I got really into music. I got really into wanting to go to shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I started doing that and, and because I was so into these in music and, and wanting to being a band that could play with other bands, uh, I was really into, you know, meeting musicians. So I was the kid that would be at the show, you know, eight hours before doors and just like <laughs> hoping that like, you know, you know, cause you would hear like, oh yeah, no, if you go early enough, like the band's literally just like walking around the parking lot. Not and to I'm interrupt like, you, but I have a story for you that is absolutely key to what you just said. So I just want to remind myself to tell you when, when we're sure. <laughs> Yeah, man. And so, you know, it's just like people say that and you're like, well, how true is that? And, you know, you you go down to the the venue uh, and then all of a sudden you see, you know, Dave Grohl walking through the parking lot and you're like, holy shit. Like, right. Dave, hey. And he's what's up, man? I'm like, can we get a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, get a picture, say hi and get a hug. And, and wow. that's all I really wanted, you know, and then. I was like, Oh, I wonder if it'll work the next show, you know? And I just started like meeting these musicians. I'm like, man, that's pretty rad. Like it's pretty easy if uh, you just go early, you know? Cause it's like, what else are they doing? You know, they're just, they're literally just there with nothing to do walking around. Right. So I got really into that, man. I'm like, wow, it's super easy to meet these bands and, and the, the people that I look up to. I started learning about, you know, underground music, uh, just things that weren't on the radio. Uh, with these other bands that I was in. And that's how I got into, you know, kind of the emo type of music. And I think that's what really, that's, that's what kind of changed the game for me. Uh, I met this drummer uh, in high school and he came over wearing a saves the day t-shirt and no idea what that was. And he's like, Oh, you don't know this band dude. And that kind of opened the door to bands like, like saves the day, you know, Thursday under oath, uh, all those warp tour type bands. Thursday's great. Yeah, dude. I mean, those bands, I love those bands still. Um, And so I got really into that type of music and really only wanted to play that kind of music, that like pop punk emo, like 
that type of music was what I was super into. And my buddy that kind of got me into all the, this stuff was like, Hey man, you know, there's this tour called the warp tour. We should go check it out. I'm like, all right, uh, let's go. Um, what year is this? This is 2003. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so I had just graduated high school. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, dude, let's go check it out. And so we went down there. Uh, we didn't go early. Uh, he's just like, he kind of, he's like, it's kind of a crazy tour, man. Like they're just sometimes just like walking around during the day, you know, and it's, there's not, it's different than obviously a normal show uh, where, you know, even in the mornings and stuff, they're still all inside. So it's kind of pointless to go early anyways. So right. we, uh, you know, went to the show and it was like bands like some 41, they used, uh, you know, those, those bands, wow. it's, they kind of recycle the same bands every year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, they used and, and some 41 were some 41 was huge at the time. Um, oh, yeah. and Early so, 2000s. Yeah, I remember I met the, the the lead singer of Sum 41 and uh, he was on this other side of the chain link fence. And I'm like, holy shit, there he is, dude. And I'm like, I, sh- I put my my ticket through the chain link fence and he signed it. And I have pictures of him signing it. And that's so I, sick. I, I'm like, oh, that's so cool, dude. Like, hell yeah. And then Bert from the U's was walking around, said hi to him. And I'm like, oh, this is this is crazy, dude. Like, I'm I'm meeting everybody. And then it was kind of like nearing the end of the day, me and my buddy, we were just sitting on the curb and I saw this lady kind of coming from the distance and it looked like she was looking at me and you know i feel like i'm making eye contact with her but as soon as she gets to you know she's standing and i'm sitting she asks these girls next to us uh and she's like hey girls i'm looking for you know a couple volunteers to come backstage and serve dinner to the bands and you get a backstage pass and all this stuff and i was like oh dude like we want to do it we want to do it and she's like well you know i kind of you know want girls to do it and all this stuff yeah exactly <laughs> and i'm like begging dude i'm like please like we'll do it and she's like ah, no girls and they're obviously like super down to do it she's like all right but i only need two of you and there was three of them and they're like oh we don't want to split up dude we don't want to do it anyways and she's like ah screw it dude you two can come help us so me and my buddy go back there and dude we're just like literally like serving mashed potatoes to like all these bands that we'd seen all day and we're just like oh shit, dude look there's you know there's the offspring there's I can't remember. There's no effects, you know, there's like wow. all these other bands who were just like, holy shit. God, that's amazing. So, yeah. I've never been, you know, backstage or whatever. And and so she's like, after we did it, that was only like, I don't know, an hour and a half of work. And she's like, all right, here's your passes. And we're like, well, what is this? Like now what? And she's like, just basically just don't be an idiot. You know, like don't, <laughs> don't abuse this privilege. Right. Um, and you'll you'll be fine we're like all right she's like you know go you can go on stage if they let you up there just you know they'll pick people and we're like all right so there's really only a couple bands left and um i'm like dude let's go see pennywise and so we go over they're one of maybe even the last band that played that night and we're kind of just behind the main stage and we're just like hey can we come up there and he's like yeah yeah no come up come on up so we're up there and like now we're on stage and i'm like holy shit this is like like what just happened? I literally went from being out there sweating all day. And now I'm like standing up here, like looking out my friends and I'm like, this is crazy. And so they're playing their set. And then their last song, uh, the song called Broham is playing. Um, and all of a sudden, like people are kind of like pushing and I'm like, you know, like what's going on. And they're like, Oh, you know, for this song, like they just let all their friends like come out on stage and, and jump around and sing and, you know, just get crazy. And I'm like, what? I'm like, all right. So I'm like, 
kind of still don't know what to do looking around like shuffling my feet forward the singer grabs me his arm puts it around my neck and dude we're singing the song together in his microphone and i'm just like holy shit dude like so baller this is crazy dude this is like the best day of my life uh (laughs) just from standing there and like not having not knowing anybody that is phenomenal Mm -hmm. wow what a break that's so So, cool dude it was crazy and so you know as soon as that sets down we me and my buddy we like run back to catering and we're like dude can we we're the next show is in la we're like can we go to la we want to we want to do the same thing we'll do what whatever you need us to do we just want access again like we just had we want to experience this like an all-day thing and she's like yeah sure so we ended up going to 13 shows. We just packed up. He had a Ford Taurus. We just threw a bunch of shit in his Ford Taurus. And we just, we went up the West Coast. We came back down. We went uh, through Texas. I think we finished in Texas somewhere. And we're like, all right, dude, we got to get back to our fucking lives. Uh, so we did 13 shows uh, in 2003. Um, and then that kind of was it. We we're just like, oh, shit, dude. Like, what? We got to do this next year. How are we going to get on this tour this has all my favorite bands. All, everyone on this tour is like amazing. And I want to be a part of this. So, you know, we tried to get jobs, anything. We would have done anything and nothing really opened. It's kind of like the same crew every year. Uh, it's kind of weird because everyone really seems to hate it during it. But in the off season, everyone's looking forward to being back out on the road. Right, right. So we're like talking with catering they're really our only you know connection to the whole thing and we're like all right then you know if you know thanks for you know looking and trying to help us out uh is it cool if we just like follow the tour and and just do what we did last year and they're like yeah you know sure you know wow totally didn't believe us at all um but me and my buddy we bought a uh we bought a van uh i reached out to my brother's best friend's dad this is 2004 now I said, don't you have like a video camera? Like, I, like, I want to film this dude. It's like really fun. And I want to be able to like watch this when I get home, you know, again, no experience filming. Uh, I didn't know how to edit. I wasn't a photographer at all. Um, and so I grabbed this guy's video camera. We went to, you know, target or whatever and bought as many high eight tapes as we could. Uh, and then we were off, dude, we showed up in Houston and the catering company was just like, Oh shit, you guys are, <laughs> you're here. You guys are serious. <laughs> you know, you're here. Yeah. Uh, this is crazy. Let's, uh, let's get you guys some better credentials. Cause we just kind of had these like day, these day passes that were stickers or whatever. So they took us immediately over to, you know, whatever it's called. I don't know the main trailer or whatever. Mm-hmm. We got our pictures taken. We got it laminated with like real passes. And like, we were right. basically an unpaid part of this crew now. <laughs> we're like, wow. And so, our job now turned into you guys go find the volunteers that want to come back here. And we're like, okay. Um, and so, yeah, that kind of what, what started it. Oh, I missed a piece. I'm going to back up real quick. Um, before going out on this, this tour, uh, you know, buying a van was most of our money, uh, knowing that gas and, you know, food during the day would probably be taken care of because of catering. But like, where the hell are we going to stay? Are we, Seriously, just going to live in these van, this van all for summer long, three months or whatever. <laughs> um, and my buddy's like, dude, you need to get on MySpace. There's this website. It's right. called MySpace. And uh, 
you, uh, I think, would do well on MySpace. And I'm like, all right, whatever that means. How uh, funny is it so, that people are going to listen to this later and be like, what the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, when did this episode Excuse come Excuse me? <laughs> I what? Is, it, is that a point? I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now it is kind of, I think. I don't know. Uh, anyways, I know, man. It's like, yeah, that's so how funny. old. That's how long ago it started. Um, <laughs> so he uploaded some pictures for me. And what was crazy about, you know, MySpace at the time, this this face before Facebook, uh, yeah. website yeah, before everything really. was that you could search by zip codes. So you could literally just throw in a zip code and it'd be like, here's all the people in this area. And I'm like, Oh shit. All right. I'm going to do this for every single city we're going to. And I'm literally just going to copy and paste the same message to everybody. So I would, you know, look up Houston. I'll be like the first, you know, girls only. And then like have, I'd go through the first like 10 pages of people just copy and paste, copy and paste. And then basically saying, Hey, you know, we're on this tour kind of gave them the spiel of what we were doing. You know, we just need a place to stay and all this stuff. And I'm not even kidding, man. We had a place to stay in almost every city people we've never met. And they're just like, yeah, dude, stay with us. And we're like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So we almost, you know, there were some nights we had to stay in the van because some of these drives are like four or 500 miles. And it's just like, you're basically just driving, till the morning and then just doing it all over again. So there's, you know, you don't have to stay at a house every night because of those situations, but sure. So you meet crazy, crazy people, man. And it's oh, yeah. in a good way, a crazy amount of people. Yeah. So we started staying with these people and, you know, getting them into the shows and they would help us out. And, um, you know, it kind of turned into a thing where every year it's like, you just hit the same people up every time, or you'd meet somebody new in that city from the year before. And, that was like crazy. We never really had to to pay for lodging or anything like that. And so we didn't living in a van wasn't the worst thing. It was almost kind of nice just to do that every once in a while. Let's just sleep in the van tonight, dude. Let's just, you know, you and me, man, sure. let's just sleep in the van. Um, so 2004 happens, you know, it, everything's going good. And I'm noticing people, you know, coming through the catering line, kind of trying to connect the dots of like, dude, I've seen, you look, were you like filming us earlier? And I was just like, not knowing what to say. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm busted. You know, right. uh, is this guy going to tell me to burn the tapes? Like what the hell is going on? You got to pay us for this. <laughs> yeah. You got to pay us, man. Right. Um, and right. so he, they're just like, I was like, yeah, man, that, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was me. I'm sorry. I didn't ask for permission. And he's like, he's like, no, oh, uh, nobody's ever filmed us before. You know, multiple people are saying this because I was filming a lot of the smaller bands. He's like, screamo side stage bands and i'm just like they're like nobody's ever filmed this before can i see the footage and i'm like sure and i you know show them the footage i'm filming this on like a piece of shit camera by the way this is not like a film camera at all this is like a sony handy cam camera yeah and they're like wow this is this is awesome footage dude like seriously feel free to film this whenever you want like wow. just full-on permission and then all of a sudden now we're on stage filming just like filming the sets every single day. Just, we got tons and tons of footage. So 2004 ends and we're like, dude, I'm like, we have tons of footage. What are we going to do with it all? We can like make something. We have so much footage. We have to learn how to edit. So then I bought a, an iMac, uh, it comes with iMovie. Uh, and I just started teaching myself how to edit. And that's when it hit me. I'm like, dude, what we should do is 
film us on this tour every year. And then in between we make a documentary and then the next year we sell the previous year's documentary while making the next one. And we're just like, oh, great idea. Let's, let's do it. He had a buddy that went to film school. Let's bring a third guy on because me just filming one other person's like stupid, but me filming two people is less stupid kind of, uh, let's bring this guy on. And he taught us all about cameras dude. he's like, these are the types of cameras you should use this and that and whatever. So that's when we really threw down some money and bought two, uh, you know, nice cameras. And, uh, then it just, our footage looked that much better. And oh yeah, the difference in cameras is 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 godlike. I mean, you, especially for back then, you know, to now, oh, yeah. you think it's like what a, a difference. What a difference! And this was big time. This was going from like a you know again a, a handheld you know dad camera to like this shot twenty four frames a second. It looked like film, and it was right. just like super sick. And I'm like, oh my god, you could adjust the frame rates and make shit look. These like high energy bands just looked really rad. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, dude, it just, it literally just turned into an instant job. These bands were like, this footage is sick. Come out on tour with us now. And so wow. then we just started touring with bands and making stuff for, you know, their DVDs or whatever they wanted, live footage for whatever. Um, and yeah, it literally just turned into a job and photo was, has never really been something that I've. I think I'm better at, at filming than I am taking photos, but it does seem like I get more photo jobs than video jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, whatever, dude, like whatever, whatever's going to get me the job and, you know, just being around the environment. Uh, Cause it's just, for me, it's just so inspiring to, to oh, be yeah. around music and watch people create music. Uh, it's really amazing to kind of document that and capture that. I had um I've had Mike Chapari on this podcast uh own, owner of SJC Drums for those who don't know sweetheart of a guy awesome and he was telling me when he was in his band No Trigger that when they were doing Warp Tour and and like when he was doing like the drum techs and stuff for Warp Tour it's it's, it's a whole another world so it's funny that you say that about the guys who are you know they're kind of dreading doing the job but then they're ready to go back the next year i feel like that's kind of the same thing where you're just it's so it's it's a, it's just another world and you're so hyped to be there i got to go to one and i got to go to the last one i was like i have to go oh you went to the last the last i went to the last one nice. i was so happy and you know i saw simple plan they they were they were at closing the show phenomenal absolutely yeah, phenomenal. Dude. but when let me ask you a question so when you're say you're in high school and this is happening all in like your late teens and early twenties. Yeah. What was your admiration then? Like when you were in high school, is it, did you know what you wanted to do back then? Or was it just like a, Hey, I'm going to try no, different I mean, things. What were you thinking? I, I had no idea. And I honestly didn't think about it at all. I mean, in high school, you know, I took like one photo class in high school, but it was just like a, a film camera. You develop the film in class and it's like, go out during, you know, this period and take a picture of like the quad, somebody sitting in the quad. I'm just like this stupid elective, like this lame. And so, I don't know. I mean, I took it and it didn't, who knows if it like taught me anything, but <laughs> definitely didn't think of that as a career at all. Um, 
Right. And I mean, I was, I was mowing lawns during high school and even, even after high school, I went to a junior college for a couple of years. And I'm like, what am I like, what's, what's the plan? Like right. no idea. I didn't, I was just going to school because, you know, you were supposed to do that. Uh, and I was just mowing lawns. I'm just like, oh, mowing lawns is pretty cool. It like, you know, pays cash under the table and I can listen to music all day and just like, nobody bothers me. And I'm like, I was right. fine with doing that for a couple of years. But once like, once traveling uh, and, you know, with my best friend and listening to you, the my favorite bands uh, all day long, I was like, damn, this is tight, dude. I'll just mow lawns all year, save up, buy a van. And we ended up doing it for, so, you know, 2003, we did it, uh, 13 shows. We did all of 2004, 2005, six, and seven. Uh, and then that's when we stopped. That's when I was like, all right, dude, I need to, I need a real job and I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't just, uh, do this every summer. I love it, but I can't, but yeah, like you, I, uh, I would go when it came to San Diego and stuff, uh, sometimes, uh, working, sometimes just going to hang out. Uh, but I did go to the last one also. And it was, it was kind of sad, dude. It was um, sad. It was very sad. It was a great lineup. I mean, I, you know, this, the oh, same yeah. bands, which is like blows my mind. It's like watching the use and I'm like, wow, dude, like, this is crazy. Seeing the use, like play the, the final warp tour. And right. I don't know. It was just, you know, I'm like, this is, this is why I do what I do. You know, that tour just means so much to me. I, was uh, say, so I can imagine for you, it'd probably be kind of surreal to stand there and be like, wow, this is where it began all those years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. So, so let's move up to closer to date when you, you know, you started doing these films and, or, uh, you know, filming for the bands and starting taking pictures. Was it, is it a steady job? Cause I, I look on your Instagram and I see different shots of like different bands and stuff like that. Um, obviously nobody's touring like regular, like on a basis, it's always kind of spotty. Was there something like that you, that held you while the bands were kind of taking a break from tour? Like, did you do weddings or anything like that? Did you do, uh, you know, any kind of anniversary photography or what were you doing then? Yeah. So, I mean, I've done weddings. Um, and those are just, man, people that do that full time, like what a stressful job, dude. Oh, that absolutely. is just like, Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. My dude. buddy does it. He, he's, I've never seen anything like it. He goes, I hate doing it, but the money's good and I can't complain. The money's really good, dude. But it's just like, man, people are just on edge. Yeah. It's wild. Um, yeah. So I did it uh, for a little while, but this was like, you know, mid to late 2000s, uh, just doing that just to make some money. Um, but no, I mean, I do have a day job. Um, I've been at this place for about eight years now, uh, and I'm a senior creative director at a, at a behavior change agency here in San Diego. Um, wow, cool. you know, it's not as flashy as, you know, the music stuff, but you know, it's, it's a cool job and it, it helps people. And we do, you know, mental health campaigns, campaigns about, uh, opioid abuse and oh, try wow. to get kids to stop smoking cigarettes and vapes and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a, it's a rad job and it keeps me, you know, it keeps me, doing what I'm doing. I get to shoot stuff. I get to edit, I get to direct all that stuff. Uh, and then 
you know, the music stuff is just the icing on the cake with, oh, with sure. this yeah. profession. And to answer your question, it's, it's never been uh, a stable job at all, which is kind of the like ebb and flow of these like random jobs, like mowing lawns and shit, just to like <laughs> save up just so I can do something for, I mean, th this is one of those jobs where I w would do it for free. The fact that I get paid to do it is like crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously no bands were touring the last couple of years. However, what was happening was this band Angels and Airwaves was making a new album and they wanted to uh, get some pictures and video. And that's like I'm saying about the, the spontaneous of this that it turned into hey can you come into the studio um i mean i don't know how familiar you are with your your listeners are with with that band but uh oh, yeah <laughs> so okay aaron rubin, aaron, aaron rubin hit me up who's the, pr the producer on this new record and alon's brother uh me and him go way back and he hit me up he's like hey me and alon are in the studio a couple days before we track some drums for angels can you come in like we just want to get some stuff with you i'm like all right cool so I'm in the studio doing some, uh, just filming the, him doing some drum stuff um, for whatever he was doing. It was a really cool studio here in San Diego. And on the wall, it's like, oh, dude, here's like this Blink Platinum album. Here's this Blink Platinum album. Here's a gold album from Blink. And it's just like, wow, this is this so is like where sick. they recorded all this stuff, you know? And it's like crazy to be in that room. Um, so I'm fit, sitting there, you know, taking some pictures and filming a lawn. And then, uh, so I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but, uh, what, what year is this? This is last year. This is last year. Or, okay. Or maybe it was two years ago, dude. Was it oh, like, 2019 was when rebel girl came out. Okay. Yeah. So they went back into the studio and like, because of COVID and they're like, now that they had all this time and, you know, I think because what's the point of putting the record out if we can't tour right now. So I think they went back in there and like, hash out more of these songs and wrote different verses and stuff like that. And yeah. Yep. Kind of dissected it again. And so that's the part that I was involved in. Um, so it might've been, I think it was 2020, um, the very end of it, um, I think. Um, and so anyways, it, I went in there to film uh, a lawn for a couple of days. And while I was there, Jimmy, who is Tom's manager, uh, you know, mm. caught wind of that. I was there. Nice uh, guy. Yeah, me and Jimmy go way back. Um, he's my connection to almost everything that I do in the last over 10 years now musically. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, dude, like you're there. Why don't you, can you stay the rest of the week? And, um, you know, Tom's going to be in there. We're going to, all the instrument, like David's going to come in and Alon's going to do guitar and Matt's coming in to do bass. Uh, can you get all that? And I'm like, damn, it's kind of, you know, I'm trying to, find time in my day just to uh you know with my regular job but yeah. i'm like yeah, i can yeah. you know i can come later in the day and he's like just whenever they're gonna be there they're literally there all the time i'm like all right so i went there started shooting all that stuff which was rad to uh i'd never done that before with um a band where they're they're literally just in the room talking about you know tom's like I want the vibe to be like this and yeah. describe the vibe of how he wants like this song to go. And then Matt's like, all right, cool. How about this? And he's just like jamming out on bass. I'm like, wow, dude, that yeah. is 
exactly how he described it. Uh, I mean, Matt is so good at bass. It's crazy. They'll play a track and like one time through and Matt will be like, all right, cool. I got it. I'm ready to go. And I'm like, how do you know how to play this song already? Yeah. Uh, It's like wild how good that guy is. Well, he's, I mean, that guy's history in music is wild. I know. And dude, me and him go back because I think it was 2004 when I did Warp Tour my favorite brand on the tour was taking back Sunday and he was so in it awesome. at the time. Oh man. And so when I That's walked great. into the room, he was just like, looked at me <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think this guy, like, I don't think this guy's going to have any clue who I, I am. And he's like, you look familiar. And I'm like, warp tour. And he's like, That's right, dude. That's where I know you from. I'm like, All right, cool. You kind of remember me. Uh, <laughs> um, Did you know yeah. Blink back in those days? In like the so, early, like it was 2003, 2004 was kind of the end of the first time. Yeah. So no, that's when that's, I was definitely a fan, but I hadn't started doing anything for Tom till probably 2006. Gotcha. Um, and that's when he was kind of, he had this company, Macbeth, the shoe Macbeth, company. Sure. Macbeth, Macbeth of death. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so he, uh, or somebody at that company, that's, how, you know, how I met Jimmy too. I, I Somebody was like, Hey, reached out to. The boss, I was living in LA. They reached out to my boss who, I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but they're like, Hey, Kevin Macbeth needs some video help. Can you go down there and interview and see if they like you? And if you want to pick up these like random videos, they need help editing. I'm like, all right. So I go down there, get in interview or whatever. And then that's when Jimmy walks by and kind of the same thing. He's like, sees me and he's just, you know, trying to connect the dots and I'm like warp tour. And he's like, Oh shit, that's right. He's like, this guy's cool, dude. Hire this guy. <laughs> and so they did. That's so awesome. Uh, and then, so, you know, me and J- that was like the day I'm like, all right, dude, Jimmy's cool. I was always in- intimidated by him because he was, he always seemed like high up on the warp tour. I'm like, who is this guy? Like he's not in a band, but he's just always here walking around. And then right. now right. I'm seeing him in, in, in the office at Macbeth. And I'm like, okay, this guy's around. Uh, so yeah, he was, he's just been, so nice to me uh for many years now but uh wow yeah so i got hired to just start editing videos and that has been kind of the gist of like that relationship i've just been the local go-to guy i feel like since like 2005 2006 with Macbeth, and then with tom uh and to the stars and all sure. kinds of stuff. Now, uh, when he went back out on tour with Blink in 09, did you go out with him? I didn't go out with him, but I did film a couple shows. Um, and it was specifically for Macbeth. It'd be like, okay, right. Tom's gonna, we want you to just basically follow him from the trailer, like f- film his feet all the way to the stage and then film the show. Uh, so it'd be like doing a couple shows like that. And I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm going to, I'll definitely oh, drop whatever I have to do that. Um, so those shows were like crazy. I bet. Those were rad. Um, I bet. But yeah, so I never, that was kind of it uh, with with me and Blink, just doing a few shows for Macbeth and stuff, but, you know, I'll take it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, at that time, you know, for those who don't know, it was like from... I mean, I don't want to speak for any of the guys in the band, but for me as a fan, from like '99 on, it was a revolution. Like that pop, that history of like punk and sort of hardcore mixing together, like the little the pop stuff that we were talking about. It, it was it was music unlike anybody had heard before. So you know, 
when bands like Blink and Sum 41 and Simple Plan, like all these guys that really had such a powerful influence, especially, you know, during like the Warped Tour days, it was, it was just, it was a movement that was unlike anything else. And it was playing everywhere. You couldn't avoid it. It was everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, for, I'm so happy for you that you got to be a part of that. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's been rad. And, you know, Tom's just been, he's in, he's incredible at writing music, dude. So oh, he is. fortunately I've, I've been into all, every band he's done like boxcar. Obviously I, that was a one-time thing. And I was before my time yeah. uh, in this profession, but all the angel stuff, dude, from that first, you know, the adventure, that first single they put yeah, out, I was we don't like, need to whisper. yeah, I was like, all right, man, this guy didn't make a bad decision in, in starting this other band. It was, it was solid. I'm yeah. a little surprised it didn't blow up. Like, uh, I think everyone else had thought, but, uh, he writes good music, man. Sure. And, uh, I like, like being around it and like seeing how he writes music and all that stuff. It's, it's been fun. So I'm, I'm going to tell you that the story that I've told on this podcast yes. probably more than anything else <laughs> because it was, I, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I didn't know what was happening. So like you, this is 2019 for their comeback. Like they haven't toured in seven years. They're coming back. I'm like, I have to go. My brother-in-law is a ticket broker. Shout out Blair Richardson, ticket preserve. Go check him out. Love you, Blair. Um, so I'm elated. Just in general, I get to go to the show. I'm going to Boston, which I always go to Boston because I live up in New Hampshire. So I'm going to the Paradise. Small club, perfect venue. I get there seven hours early, Kev. Seven hours, okay? For those who, of you who really want to know, listen to my friend here. He knows what he's talking about. Show up early. So I get there. And I'm in a band at the time. For like eight years, I was in a band. And I brought this bag. The bag had a t-shirt, a sticker, and my record. And a note for Tom. Like, just, I was like, you know, maybe I'll meet somebody who knows him. Little did I know, I'm standing there. The buses are already there. I'm standing there. I go inside the pizza place because it is hot. It's September, but it was the sun was just beaming down. I got sunburned on my head. It hurt. So I went inside. I got some. Uh, I got a slice and I got some water. And I go back out after I finish. And who's walking out at the same time that I'm going back in the line? And it's Tom. I basically start shaking because there's not a soul on the street besides us. And he comes right up to me. And Kev, he was exactly who I wanted him to be. He was so sweet. We st we took a picture. We talked for a little bit. And he took the bag. He was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I was just like, yeah, thank you. And he, First of all, guy's like 90 feet tall. So it's like, yeah. you feel like you're hugging a building. And you know how I knew that he was exactly who I wanted him to be is because he went back inside. I'm like, I can't believe this just happened. Next thing you know, he comes back out. He opens the door. He goes, Sam. I'm <laughs> and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he goes, I'm going for a walk. And I was like, all right. I said, can I buy you a beer? He goes, no, I don't drink much anymore. But thanks for asking. <laughs> he turned around and walked away. And I was like. 
That's awesome, dude. And, and it was it was the coolest thing. It, it was like I never could have asked for anything in the world other than to have him come on this show, which I would die. So yeah. But no, it, it's like those types of guys and the music, you know, the music that they play. It's like when it means that much to you as a fan, and I'm sure you'll agree. To have these guys be that person in real life instead of that you thinking that there's some huge celebrity. It's like it's not the case. They feel just as elated to play music as you feel listening to it. So that's the story, and you people have no idea what I'm talking about. No, dude, that's wild. Well, while you told that story, I pulled up a photo. This is not. Uh, this says March fifteenth, two thousand three. I don't know if it's gonna show on here, but I'm sure. Oh shit, it's blurry. How do I turn this blur off? Not that it even matters, dude, but <laughs> unblur my background. Me and Travis. Oh my gosh. And this is just one of those moments, dude, of like, look wow. at our outfits. Oh, look at the shorts. Wow. Yes. You have the dickies. <laughs> That's where Travis pants, had dude. hair. <laughs> yeah, dude. So it was like wow. moments like this, dude. You just show up uh, early. And uh, this was the same day I freaking met. Do I even have that photo on here? I won't, I won't look for it. But it was the same day I met Dave Grohl. Wow. Um, it was like the transplants and the Foo Fighters were playing a show. Oh, uh, man. That must have been and I got dumb. to meet both of them. It was wild, dude. Really? But yeah. So I'm like I'm so happy talking to you. This is great. Um, so fast forward to now, you're doing the Angels project with. I mean, they're obviously their new life. Uh, excuse me, their new album Life Forms is out, and uh, it's amazing. Um, Peter McKinnon is doing their documentary which is infinitely beyond anybody's expectations. If you know who Peter is and if you've seen his work and how phenomenal he is at, at what he does. Um, were you any part of that, of that kind of project or, or like so no, I wasn't. And when I heard that he was doing that, um, I was super excited. I was yeah. just like, yeah. you know, thank God it's at least somebody that I admire. Uh, and then, you know, I'm not like upset that it was somebody that like I could have done better than that guy because Peter's just a guy that I've been following forever. I've never sure. met, I've never met him, but I, I follow him. I, he, you know, puts out amazing YouTube videos all the mm -hmm. time. I look at all the stuff. He even just recently put one out, which like blew my mind. He had um, I can't remember the guy's name. Another guy on with him talking about like how to make a documentary because they were talking about the Angels documentary and. It was just such a great, I don't know if it was an interview, but it was just them talking about, you know, this guy telling Peter, like, basically, you just need to, like, lock yourself in a room and 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 start making this because you can't dabble in all these other things and make a documentary. You got to just kind of do it. And he's like, yeah, I figured that's what you're going to say. Uh, but, yeah, that, that guy's just so busy. And so, no, I didn't, um, wasn't a part of that or anything, um, but when they went on this last tour, uh, they had like a secret show in San Diego before they started the tour. It was uh -huh. kind of like a, a dress rehearsal thing or whatever. Um, and they wanted me to come and take pictures and stuff. So I was there and Peter McKinnon was there and I was like, wow. Whoa, dude, I'm like starstruck. I'm like, wow, this guy, <laughs> like I look up to this guy and like, whatever. I'm like, I'll go say hi. We, we had actually been shooting 
a little bit. We had already shot the show. Um, and so the show was over, but people were just like hanging out and stuff. And obviously he, I'm sure he had seen me because we were like shoulder to shoulder in the pit and all this stuff. We had to, there was no way to get to the pit, uh, you know, the barricade between the stage and the, the crowd. So we had to go from backstage and crawl under the stage to like pop up. And so we were kind of like figuring out how to do it. And he turned his flashlight on. He's like, let's go dude. So we both like went under there and, and shot the show together. And I was like kind of going back and forth between taking pictures of the band and then taking pictures of like Peter taking pictures of the band. Cause I'm like, Whoa, dude, this is like, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. And so then after, you know, um, after that set, uh, we went back there and I introduced myself. I'm like, Hey man, like, I just wanted to say hi. Um, he had again just put out another video about it was I forget what it was but it was something super inspiring that he's just super inspiring to me and so he just put out this video and I had been thinking about this quote over and over that he was saying and so I told him that I'm like you know uh, you know I've been filming you know with Tom for such a long time now and you know I really look up to your stuff I watch all your videos and you know you recently put out this video you said this and it's just you know it means a lot to me she's like oh dude he's like that's so rad he's like. He's like, what's your Instagram? He pulls up his phone, finds me, adds me. And he's like, let's be buddies. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Wow. That's super sweet. And so, yeah, now it's like he, you know, he'll comment on my stuff and you know, all that. And I'm just like, wow, dude, that was crazy, dude. Like, I don't know, man. You just, not everyone's cool. And no, you know, I know. I know. it really just takes one person to be a dick where you just are going to assume that everybody else is the same way. And it really, you know, it, it just sucks to have that happen to somebody you look up to. Yeah, and it puts a sour taste in your mouth for like the next person where you're like, oh my gosh, is this guy going to be a jerk and I'm like going to be happy here? You know, I understand. Yeah, and I get it, man. You really, it's hard to be nice to everybody. Sure. You know, you, you don't know every day is different. You don't know what they're going through. It could have just been a bad day. You don't know. But, you know, with those two examples, Tom and, and, and Peter, uh, I guess I caught them on their good days those first <laughs> times but right dude it's really cool meeting somebody you look up to and then being nice or just saying you know hi back to you not just like oh dude i gotta go see ya and right. you know not that i'm trying to sit there and talk your ear off i just literally just want to say hi nice meeting you dude like i look up to you sure and uh with both guys it's 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 been rad dude so i mean i guess you know, kind of to wrap this thing up. I know, I know you have your busy schedule and stuff like that. Um, you know, have you, is there anything that you've learned that you could kind of pass on to maybe an aspiring photographer or a videographer or somebody that wants to go outside their shell, but doesn't know if they can, is there anything that you can sort of, uh, pitch to them that would be helpful or, or something that you've learned along the way? Well, you know, besides being proactive and getting out there, you yeah, know? showing up seven, eight hours early because we're cool like that. <laughs> yeah. Does that still work? I don't know, man. It's been like <laughs> a, been almost 20 years since I've been doing that. Fuck. Um, I don't know. I guess just, you know, be patient. I mean, I know for me, it kind of happened before I even knew that I wanted to do that, but like. I'm telling you, man, if you would have told me that if I would stick with this, then I'd be shooting with Tom. Like, right. There's no way that I would have believed you, man. There's no way if you would have told me in high school, uh, guess what? You're going to be taking pictures 
uh, at Tom's wedding. I've been like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and then, you know, it's, it happens and you're just like, wow, this is wild, man. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I, everything that I shoot for music is always more about how fun it is than what it's paying. Um, right. The people that can survive and do that professionally uh, as like their full-time job like that is a hustle right there, yeah. man. Yeah. Hats um, off, really. So if, if, you know, if that's what you're trying to do, like you gotta, you gotta grind, dude. It's, it's going to be really hard work because touring isn't year round. So you gotta be buddies with several bands mm-hmm. to, to keep that going. And, you know, always thinking about the next job and stuff is, is, is a stressful job. Uh, you know, speaking from a guy that did freelance full-time for a, a while, it's just, you're constantly thinking about that next job and it almost makes the current job that you're working on not fun because you're just like, fuck dude, what's the next one? Am I going to eat in a week? You know? Right. So fortunately for me, I have a day job that's in the same general field, uh, as what I do for my hobby. And I kind of just like, wait for something dude you know i've again i've never thought that the things that i've done i've i would have been able to do and every time i do it i'm like wow this is a first i didn't even think of this aspect um but it happened i didn't even seek out for it um and it happened um just kind of i know this is a long answer no 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 no, whatever i love it i love it going back to this like last year this COVID thing man it's just like obviously it's a terrible thing and I wish it would have never happened and things would have been normal, but yeah, dude, the things that I've, that I did with angels on this last record, I mean, it went from being in the studio uh, where blink recorded all their music, which was rad to going to Tom's house for several days, recording vocals in his garage. You know, he has this closet full of cameras, dude. And it's just like, you know because he's super into film and oh stuff oh my gosh and so, he is yeah he's a huge fan. so he's showing me all these cameras and stuff and he's just like oh you're shooting on a canon right and i'm like yeah and he's like well you know i don't have canon stuff anymore so here have this lens you know and he gives me like a 4500 lens he's like just oh you know, give it back when you're done and i'm like okay cool and i'm just like this is wild and then that's sick. You know, i i get to go shoot his wedding it's just like me him and his wife it's the three of us and i'm just like wow dude this is crazy that and then cool that was rad. And then um, then they start making all these music videos for the songs that they're going to have come out. And so I'm there kind of shooting photos and, and some video of that. And I'm like, wow, now I'm doing music, shooting, being part of these music videos and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I didn't think that was going to happen. And so shows, studio, weddings, music videos. It's like, I feel like there's not really much left. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, it's just patience and it's really about connections. I think Um, one connection can get you a hundred jobs and just good work, man. Like who cares? Like if this is what you want to do, just do it for free, dude. Just go to the, whoever's playing at your local venue, just try to get in, just say you have a blog or your Instagram or whatever. Some of these smaller bands, especially local bands, are totally down with you doing it just start taking pictures if you're even decent at all which 
most people are dude taking pictures like it's not that hard like editing is the hard part you can make a shitty photo look great um and that's you know where i lack a little bit when i do it successfully all the time on my instagram <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dude just go shoot some bands for free and dude maybe they like your shit and then they'll give you a hundred bucks next time they come to town and yeah. then it just starts man and I, so, bet, I bet i bet you doing which should be commended for this by the way that uh that day job that you were talking about that's i can imagine that that's humbling and that's helped you to interact better with a lot of people and uh and really hear their stories and stuff like that that that's a great thing that you're doing people realize that or they don't realize rather that our first job is to be human mm-hmm. and to make those connections and to have those stories that that keep you going you know it's like i have this podcast for many different reasons you know but one is that i have the memories of the people that i've really enjoyed connecting with and you know to to wrap it up it's i'm happy that you took a chance on me and and said hey i want to i want to do the show so i mean kevin really from the bottom of my heart I appreciate it, my friend. Really, no problem, man. And you know, you you weren't bugging me at all. I, I was in a weird, <laughs> I was in a weird spot, and I didn't want to do it. And I just didn't want to. We had sold our. You like kind of hit me up right when we were selling our house, and I'm like, dude, I have nowhere to do this right now. And then I moved in with the in-laws, and I'm like, I don't, I have no idea how long I'm going to be here because I need to buy a house. And then I right. I got the house, and I'm like, you know, March, let's do it, or like February, March, like I sure. think we'll be a good time. And sure. uh, we we finally did it, man. So you know, thanks. Uh, for keeping that going. Kevin, and... don't you know that I don't care if you're moving? I'm trying to do a show here. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't no. know. It's just like, you know, I don't want you to feel like you were bugging me or anything. I just, not at I, all. Not at all. I wanted to do this and I appreciate you kind of uh, <laughs> making sure that we did it. Sure thing. And I hope that people get to hear this because it's like there's not a lot of stories that, uh, that are, are going on like yours. And I hope that it inspires somebody to, uh, to take a chance and to do something themselves. Um, so plug all your stuff. Like, well, what's, uh, can they find you anywhere? I mean, obviously on Instagram. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much my, uh, my only thing. I don't use Twitter. I don't, we're not use... on MySpace anymore. <laughs> Dude, come on. Dude, back when you could do MySpace, there was a moment, uh, where you could change, uh, you could change the URL. It was like myspace.com slash and you could, you could customize your uh, oh yeah, dude that was thing. a baller site. I had fun on it when I was. I remember working. I was on Taste of Chaos, uh, which is like a another Warp Tour type of. It was like the winter Warp Tour, um, and yeah, that came out, and I'm like, all right, dude, like, what are we gonna like? Me and my buddy, uh, what, what what do we want? Because you ha- you had to think about it quick because you didn't want yours to be taken, and uh, my mine ended up being uh, warped. So it was MySpace.com/slash/warped, and it was just <sighs> that's cool. Felt so cool having that one, dude. Um, but no, I'm not plugging that. It doesn't even work anymore. I know. Um, <laughs> man. Probably Jesus. for good reasons. It's probably a trafficking site now that we don't know yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm on Instagram. Cool. Uh, it's KM Made. Uh, and that's pretty much all I use, man. I, I have my email on there, and uh, you can check out my stuff. And Word. That's about it. Word. So you, you're happy? I'm happy, dude. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I am. Cool. That's great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we got to wrap this up. I got to stop. I got to stop talking. No. <laughs> um, go check out 
my friends' photos and uh, hopefully some more cool projects coming up with Angels and Airwaves. Obviously, the documentary is coming up, which I think we're both hype about. Yes. Um, my documentary is being filmed currently. We just did uh, a couple. We did another day of shooting the other day. Um, I, I can't even believe it's happening. I, I, I don't know why, but it's... <laughs> But yeah, go check out all my stuff at the Clappinator on YouTube and check out this podcast, Capital Y Are You Laughing Podcast. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in once again. And we are clear. <laughs>